Respectfully, that that look, I'm not I'm not questioning whether or not the allies have a right to complain. I'm not questioning whether or not Al Qaeda has a presence. The president said Al Al Qaeda is gone. It's not gone. The president said he's not heard any criticism from the allies. There's been a lot of criticism from the allies. Words matter. And the words of the president matter most. Democrats are set to take control of the U.S. Senate, House and the White House. This will go down as one of the most progressive administrations in American history. God willing, everything is on the table. You now can pass things without a filibuster threat. That's right. Oh, you'll regret this, and you may regret it a lot sooner than you think. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth. Welcome to the Ruthless Variety Program, back from Iowa. That was Chris Wallace who was giving a very accurate, I think, assessment of our president who doesn't know what the hell is going on here. It seems like uh, every day things just keep getting worse for Joe Biden. It's it's unbelievable. He's clearly beyond asleep at the wheel. Uh, like I've been saying for a while now, the worst part of this isn't that like how much he's failing. It's He generally just doesn't care. Doesn't care. <laughs> doesn't seem like that. Either that or he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. I know what's going on. What's going on is that I'm still recovering from Iowa, fellas. Yeah, I, I think we need some sort of cleanse system here <laughs> at the Ruthless Variety program. Uh, just between uh, the love, lovely beverages and food that I had at the Iowa State Fair, uh, I was feeling it for a couple of days. My body. My body. My body weary. Yeah. Like, and the schedule. <laughs> like, when we got back, I just, like, went to sleep. I just slept. That was insane. For those of us with, with kids, we didn't have that... Uh, we didn't have that luxury, but I, I will say, um, what a wonderful group. Absolutely. Incredible. Incredible. Every person who we met there was so grateful that we came. And I, I it just kind of took me, you know, by surprise a little bit because I thought, I thought it was obvious. It's like, yeah, of course we're going to come to the Iowa State Fair. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's just nice to, to talk to folks who, you know, really appreciate it and, you know, that we're there and I... I don't know. I can't say enough good things. So, you know, like a lot of people have said, when you do a program like this, uh, you kind of never really know who you're talking to. I mean, I think we do have a good sense of who we're talking to, but it always adds such an awesome texture to it when you can actually get out and meet everybody. Yeah. And and I just had such a wonderful time talking to people. You know? I know. I know. I didn't want to go to bed. You know, we had these two great events the first night we were there. Um, our wonderful sponsors, um, you know, and, and all the minions who came from all over the place. Yeah. You all know, over the country. And like, I remember, you know, people, we had people from California, dude, Lisa, Lisa from California and she shows up, she flies right in and you know, I'm having a beer and it's like, I, I can't go home. Yeah. I'm going to stay here as late as I can. Oh, it was just so refreshed. Matt. Yeah. Matt from, I think he's from Washington state. Yeah. He's I mean, from I'd, Seattle. Yeah. I'd get the hell out of Seattle too, but, but either way that's a long trip absolute king the dude was was at the fair you know at like 9 a.m when we were still setting up you know so great i just had a time in my life i think it's safe to say based on our iowa experience that will not be the last ruthless 100 definitely gonna be back we're good we're definitely gonna be doing the live show we're going to be doing more live shows. We're definitely going to make an annual experience out of Iowa. So thank you for everybody for making that incredibly special trip for all of us. I know, I know that like, I, I mean, I hope that you all took a, just a percentage of what we took from it because it was just awesome. 
just awesome. Um, all right, so should we read some five star reviews? I love these. Yeah, yes, definitely. let's do it. I love these. All right, so um, this is Jay Brown, who sent a five star. Thank you very much, Jay Brown. He says, "Awesome, insightful, and funny." I love the show. I have one complaint. I need more. I listen to podcasts on my com- on my commute, which currently is over an hour, and I need daily episodes. Oh, Jay Brown. Jay I would, Brown. Yeah, let's just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love nothing more. Uh, we do have to make a living, uh, which which is the only thing that prevents us from doing, because we have the time of our lives. Literally, this is like recess for kids every day for us, being able to get on here and, and talk about the day's news. Uh, we do have to make a little living. So, you know, this that prevents that. I but, would say we need more Joe Biden crises and then <laughs> we have more emergency episodes. So I think that's the way to do it. <laughs> I love it. I think anything's possible. You know, if we if we keep getting listeners, tell your friends, tell your family, you know, I mean, I the more people who listen, the more excited I get a, you know, about coming in here and recording this. Um, so, you know, anything's possible. Exactly. And keep those five-star reviews coming. Smug, you want to read one of these? You got uh, somebody giving you a shout-out as a smug stand here. Oh, here we go. Uh, this is from Aya's Girl. Hand, five-star, hands down, the best podcast about national politics. I've been a smug stand for a few years now. So much so that I called in a favor from a former boss to help get smug over the 200K Twitter threshold. Many thanks. So it is with so much happiness that I can say that this podcast is so awesome. I started listening to Ruthless since episode one. There you go. Uh, which is a day I will always remember. I listened on my one-hour ride to set. Excellent. Uh, Excellent. Thank you so much. So good. So good. We'll we'll keep reading these things. I think they're they're awesome. Please, if you haven't, leave your five-star review and a little comment, and we'll get to it. Yeah, the five-star reviews are great because they help other people find the podcast. Exactly. You know, which is, which is why we appreciate it so much. Totally. And that's what it's all about, actually, because Apple has this algorithm. And I think other platforms do, too. When you leave reviews, it pops up for other people, and they can, you know, make their choice to listen and, frankly, uh, change their lives. That's, yeah. what, that's what we do. Um, Speaking do, of a life change. Yeah, yeah. So Cuomo, I mean... Honestly, I didn't think that Andrew Cuomo was going to pop up in this week's episode because we basically dispatched yeah, yeah. with we, uh, the former him up. governor. But but he had something that is unconscionable. Um, the man left his dog in the governor's mansion. That's something. <laughs> like, he really is going like, I, you know, I'm, I'm like... Somewhat known as the scumbag king, but I need to take the title. Let's abandon the dog. And then there's these photos, like the New York Post got this photo of the dog, like walking up to the car, like, oh, I Where saw that. Going? It was devastating. It's like, exactly. That's what the dog heard. Poor dog. And it's a good, it's a good looking dog. Looks like it's a good dog. So, so you think this is a very good dog, I not think a bad so. dog. Yeah, it's like a, it's what a is it? Siberian it's a, mix. Um, uh, Siberian Shepherd Malmute mix. Those are good dogs, man. Good it, dogs. It's a it's a good dog, but its name is Captain. You got you got a husky, right, Duncan? I do have a husky. Those are awesome dogs. Fantastic smart dogs. They can be a little stubborn sometimes, but so smart. Very very loyal. Yeah. And like Smug, you talk about very bad dogs. This doesn't appear to be a very bad no, dog. Not at all a bad dog. This is not like a Jonah Goldberg situation. Well, better than Biden's dogs. Well, that's for sure. Wait, no, no, no. So this is funny. This is this is actually, you know, bringing that up. So I'm looking at this article right now that the Post has. Apparently, this one's also bitten multiple people in recent oh, okay. years. Yeah, I mean. 
<laughs> what is it with Dems? Like, very bad dogs. You think about it, you got Joe Biden. You know, bad dog. Do you think they just don't know how to properly train yeah, a dog? I mean, that, set I the mean, line? that's the thing. Is like, you know, Dems can't lead. This is proof <laughs> of that, right? You got... You got bad dogs from Dems. You got you got Joe Biden. You got uh, Andrew Cuomo. You got Jonah Goldberg. Oh, it's just proof that Democrats can't lead and they can't train dogs. Why would a dog respect them? We well, don't respect them. A dog respects authority. That's right. Is what it does. And if you take any look at this Afghanistan situation, there's no authority. It's a reflection of weakness. That's, that's, that's right. what it is. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, all right. So. I don't let me just bring this up just in the context of being a, a bitter sort of Midwesterner with a constant chip on my shoulder. Um, I can't turn on the TV without everyone talking in perpetuity about Tropical Storm Henry hitting New York, Long Island, Rhode Island, the East Coast. So did we actually nail down if it was Henry or Henri? Henry. You know, because it was. Oh, it's. it's well, it was H-E-N-R-I, which is a French spelling of Henry. Or Henry. Henry. I just figured, I figured if something's hitting America, we ought to we call also, it We should American. call it Henry. No, look, I agree. I agree. Are I just wanted to point serious? that out. Henry. Yeah. If you, I swear to God, if somebody names that thing Henry. It's Henry. Well, anyway, the fact of the matter is, is that all anybody can talk about is Henry, right? <laughs> Where we've had storms in... Like for those minions who are in Tennessee and North Carolina, they've dealt with 17 inches of rain in less than 24 hours, completely wiping out cities and towns at just sort of outside west of Nashville. I've heard horror stories, but I actually have to tune into like country music radio right. to hear anything about it. Right. right. Whereas these guys are getting a couple of inches of rain up north and it's like all oh, hell's breaking loose. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like our media is cloistered up in Manhattan and doesn't you know, cover the rest of the country. And they don't think it matters. Yeah. You know, they don't think it matters. They're, they're only covering what affects them directly, which, oh, extrapolate that out to the nation's politics. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you want you wonder why they wake up and they're super surprised by election results and all these special elections around the country. And it's like, oh, geez, our finger wasn't on the pulse. It's just a little... Who would <laughs> Right. It's just a little sort of vignette, Yeah, as I would say. Into how our media views the world. Right. It only views it in terms of its import to themselves. Yeah. Well, and, and also, I mean, the industry writ large has undergone a lot of consolidation and has really hollowed out in, you know, the middle part of this country. Uh, you know, you look at small town newspapers um, and they're just have kind of a skeleton staff now. And so everybody's ripping from national and the wire, yeah, you know, it's it's not in the Associated Press. It doesn't exist. And so, yeah, I mean, it's not good. Not good. Not good. The other thing I saw out in New York was this arm wrestling thing. You guys, this was uh, yeah, this is pretty amazing. So, underground arm wrestling is taking over, which is awesome. Do you guys remember that movie Over the Over top? the Top? Over the Top. <laughs> Where they do like the regrip, and then Stallone would just sort of slam. There's Django. a lot to it, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he had the hat on backwards. I don't, what was his name in that? I'm gonna have to look that up. That was that was a great movie. But anyway, this is going on. Apparently, there are underground arm wrestling competitions all over New York right now, and it's great. You know, uh, you know, given the situation of how, like, especially in New York, they they try to keep everything shut down. But uh, this article in the New York Post says arm wrestling is still considered little more 
than a formalized bar brawl by many Americans. But a large and growing group of New Yorkers learned during the pandemic that the sport is much more martial art than muscle. It is. It's, I mean, it's an art. Well, there's art to it. Yeah. For sure. So anyway, uh, if listen, if you're into the, the arm wrestling thing, we want to hear from you. Give us a five star. Give us a review. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to hear from these. Seriously, people. I want to hear. Yeah, from stra- these like people. strategy. You know, like how how do you actually, you know, because the thing in over the top is that that sort of like you flex that wrist. Yeah. and come o- come in over it. It's sort of a physics move. Yeah. yeah, you know, like you get further from the fulcrum. Yeah, you know, uh, gonna need. To know if somebody's doing this, I want to know the strategy. <laughs> and and you know the people who would cheat where they like, you know, try to like lean with their body weight. It's like no, dude, you can't do that. You, you can't, can't do that. How you, people, you know what I'm talking about? Like the dude, the shady guy at the bar, we also so, arm wrestle so, so, who like you can't do that. Well, so so in my experience doing it, you you the hand you aren't arm wrestling with, you hold hands underneath the arm. Oh, I've yeah. never held hands. Dude. Well, you know, you sort this. of grip it like a lion's grip. You know what I mean? Like sort of at, at, at the wrist so that they can't do that. Still so there's no, there's no, there's no, there's uh, no sort of leveraging. Nah. There's no leveraging yeah, I mean, against I, the table. I think just making sure you watch for funny business. Type. I just remember the guy, himself. Lincoln Hawk. That was that's Lincoln Hawk. That's a strong name. Isn't that a strong a great name? name? Lincoln Hawk. It's yeah. not, it's, it sounds like a starting quarterback at Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lincoln Hawk. What a great name. Anyway, he taught me how to arm wrestle uh, in the late. 80s, early 90s. I don't know. Might as well learn from the best. Yeah. All right. Let's get to Afghanistan. Guys, this is the topic number one, this topic du jour. It's the one everybody's been focused on. Let me tell you what my view of all this is, and then we can just kind of go from there. Because there's a bunch of different news. You see Democrats trying to celebrate the amount of evacuations that they've had. You've watched like the Jen Rubin brainworms take about how this is all a success and Democrats sort of rallying around how many people they've gotten out of there. We have a president who literally has no effing idea what's happening over there at all. You heard in our opener what Chris Wallace said, right? The president says there's no Al-Qaeda, there's Al-Qaeda. The State Department and the Defense Department say, no, there is. Right. right? He says there's, there's uh, you know, none of our allies are complaining about any of this and you know, I mean, like you got the British Parliament censuring him, censuring, censuring him. the president of the United States. This is this is America's back. That's the you know the the cornerstone is, of the Biden foreign policy. This is America back. Well, this is restoring respect abroad. <laughs> remember, and now you have like literally the German Chancellor to be right. The British Parliament, like all of our allies across the world, are like Jesus. This is the worst screw up that we've seen in the history of NATO. Well, and and and. Remember that that Donald Trump had a plan to withdraw from Afghanistan. This is key. That the, the Democrats, you know, on Capitol Hill opposed. And the reason why they opposed is they said, and this is just like classic Democrats, everything on foreign policy is, oh, we're just going to work with our allies. You know, got to work with our allies. Right. Like that. And that's their that's their their cheat code for how they're going to be better at foreign policy than the Republicans, right? And so then Biden rolls out this plan, and all the Democrats on board, and Pelosi puts out her press release being like, wow, this is great. Biden, he is he's communicating with our allies. They're on the right timetable to withdraw. And then lo and behold, allies. Allies aren't with us. Allies are like, what? <laughs> What's going on? And, and the thing is, is that like this is an absolute deviation like that talker that that the Dems are trying to push is like Trump. Trump said, uh, 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 "This is the Trump plan." No, it's not. 
Trump did not. Trump planned on having a withdrawal. Conditions based. Conditions based, and not during the fighting season. Right. Right. Not during the fighting season. And this is Biden has completely gone off the rails on his own, gone rogue, being like, "Oh no, we're gonna shut down Bagram Air Base. We're gonna first he sets the date as like September 11th, which is a boneheaded move to begin with. Then he's like, okay, wait, September 1st, or and now you know who's calling when the U.S. has to withdraw." The Taliban. Well, just they've recall- like surrounded the airport. We have the Taliban now redlining us. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Well, just, I mean, I want to get to that in a second. But just remember that we sort of performed a burial at sea for Osama bin Laden because we didn't want to give the enemy a moment to sort of congregate. This is the Obama administration. Right. Have you. They buried him at sea because they didn't want to have film or something to incite radicals right that was their whole thing yeah yet they're going to withdraw on september 11th it's unbelievable i mean this is the same crew right this is clearly you're going to inflame right but the thing that that makes me the most pissed off about this whole thing is that in retrospect now we are supposed to celebrate the fact that they've gotten americans out like a uh, 10,000 20,000 americans out after screwing everything up handing over bagram air force base which has been held for 20 years all of our military components held within 40 some odd aircraft, hundreds of, of, of Humvees and weapons and, and all the things that this country's taxpayers had paid for. They handed it over. And then they're like, all hell breaks loose. And now they're like, oh, yeah, but we got people out. Yeah, they're celebrating. They're like, so we got some Americans out. Like, that's a, like, that's success. we've had some escape. Well, Come and, on, guys! And, give and, us a pat us, on, pat us on the back. And even even and they still have no idea how many there are. And those thousands of numbers is not even Americans. Right. They're not releasing on how few Americans were actually getting out of there. And the Pentagon has said, um, you know, the the Biden administration has said they have no idea how many Americans are there. And and basically, the Taliban has said, well, you got till August thirty first. You better figure it and out. And the Taliban is setting the terms of engagement. Yep. That's. I mean, look. All I yearn for, all I yearn for, is a president that would say, listen. I don't care what your point of view is. You touch a hair on an American's head, you got a real And it's already problem. too late for that because there's already reports Americans have been attacked trying to get to the airport. Yeah. Like, well, this they, is, it, they don't know, Biden. right? Biden says nobody with an American passport's being harmed, and yet on the Liar. ground. Liar. There you go. There's the yeah. soundboard. Yet everybody on the ground, including like the CNN correspondents, are saying that's just not true. Mm-hmm. It's just not true. So, like, he either doesn't have ground intelligence that CNN has, which is, like, I mean, fire blowing out your ears thinking about, or he just doesn't care. Or he just doesn't care and just wants to get through this. Dude, I I mean, I just don't think they can give him all the information that a commander-in-chief, a proper commander-in-chief, should get on a situation like that. I mean, look... This is a guy who needs a script for who he's going to call on at the press conference. Right. He has to read out their names and the outlet they represent. He can't remember all their names? <laughs> You're telling me he's going to read a morning briefing every day and have all these inputs of information? He has no clue. No clue. No clue. And that's the thing is, I, I completely agree with that. I really think he's not all up there. I mean, it's, I think it's become clear the guy's... You know, he has certainly lost a step or, you know, to say the least. But you see this um, uh, on Friday, Biden says that Al Qaeda has gone from Afghanistan and he was quickly contradicted by Pentagon spokesman uh, Kirby, who said, 
we know that Al-Qaeda is a presence, as well as ISIS in Afghanistan, and we've talked about that for quite some time. So, hey, he called, you know, the JV team is back. JV Remember, team. Remember, like, back when the Obama administration thought ISIS is the JV team, didn't take them serious, and you see it all over again. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. This is going to be a recurring pattern in American foreign policy as long as Joe Biden is behind the, the Resolute Desk in the Oval Office. Afghanistan is not the exception. It's the rule. We are in an era of apology, ideological moves, capitulation, and basically ceding the world to China and Russia. That's what's happening. You can you can argue against it, but that's what's happening here. And it's it's unbelievably maddening, and it's a huge contrast to where we've been for the previous four years. But oh man, I just hope I hope that red wave is coming. And guess what? It feels like it's it. It's looking like it is. It's looking like it is. I mean, go for it. Go for it. So um, a bunch of polls came out over the weekend. They were doing the Biden job approval and whatnot. NBC had one that showed a precipitous, precipitous decline. Biden now under 50. Because you remember everything that they were doing up to this point, whether it was inflation, whether it was the unpopular, like sort of bizarre spending and taxing proposals, everything that... that Democrats were proposing Republicans would be out, outraged over and we would say like American people are not going to stand for that. And the, and the Biden administration would always point to poll numbers and be like, he's still over 50. It's all good. Yep. It's all good. Not anymore. Not anymore, MF. Not anymore. <laughs> we are now in a situation where he is leaking like a sieve and and most, most importantly amongst inter- independents. So your center right, center left have begun to turn here. Yeah, the NBC poll has a 15-point swing in congressional preference among independents since April. 15. Guys, 15. So it was, listen, I've been doing this a long yes. time. <laughs> I've been doing this a long time. 15 points? Right. 15 points is, I mean, you have to talk about catastrophic world events. Right, it's a, it's a five-alarm fire in any campaign in the country. Yeah, I mean, 15 points, you just don't. In today's electorate, as partisan as it is, you don't see that kind of move. You don't see double-digit moves. You certainly don't see 15-point moves. But it's a combination of things. Yes. So in April, uh, on on the congressional preference, you know, that like, who would you vote for Congress, Republican or Democrat? It was D plus 14 in April. Now it's Republican plus one. That is a swing. In NBC's poll. And NBC that's among poll. independents. Yeah. NBC's poll. So the thing is, and, and, you look, and another thing to say is this is the generic ballot. It's important to, you know, make sure everyone knows Dems are almost always favored yeah. on the generic ballot. This is a big deal. Yeah, like a D plus four, D plus five is a national a national environment on a generic where Republicans could be okay. Yeah. Oh, you know? for sure. For sure. For sure. I mean, I, I remember wave elections for Republicans being D plus two. Yeah. You know? So I this is heading our direction. The important thing to know, it's not just Afghanistan. Right. It's COVID and it's the economy. That's the thing is like Biden is basically just dropping the ball on everything. And the polling seems to show that, you know, where he's lost the most support on is, you know, in terms of handling COVID. Because now it's like, oh, here we go. It's back. Right. COVID's back. COVID's back. Like uh, you, all the numbers that you, you see from the experts are like, uh, okay, Delta variant. I, You know, Biden promised, his promise, his entire campaign was predicated upon the idea, 
I'm going to solve COVID. Right. He had that tweet where he said, you know, we're eight months into this pandemic and Donald Trump doesn't have a plan to contain COVID. I do. Yeah. You know, I, I'm going I'm going to crush this virus. You know, I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm going to shut down this virus. Well, we're eight months into your administration, Joe. Yeah. Trump's plan was uh, I'm going to hand off multiple vaccines. He was sending ships ships to cities that were hard hit yeah Cuomo. And meanwhile yeah meanwhile the biden administration only wants to attack people they're they're i think the only part of their game plan they're executing is blame someone else that's all they have that's the only card they have well that play. was the entirety of their campaign to begin with right they would have you believe that donald trump was was responsible for the evolution of COVID 19 that somehow the united states of america was only affected by this because of his presence in the oval office well, you know, the chickens come home to roost Bingo. on this stuff. Yes. You know, and now you're responsible for it. And all the people that you convinced it was all going to be okay if only Joe Biden and the mindless idiots that now are in the White House took over would be able to take care of this. Ah, it doesn't look like it. it, it I mean, it's really something. And it, when he says that the buck stops with me, well, there you go. The buck stops with him. Look at what's happening. Did you guys see there in that poll also, not surprisingly, Pelosi's got the worst numbers of, of any national leader. Of course it is. She's talking about socializing America while we're losing Afghanistan and infecting more Americans at a record rate of coronavirus. I mean, the thing that really popped out to me over this last weekend, though, was that image of Schumer dancing with Colbert. Yeah, backstage at that. What 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 the hell was that? What the hell was that? It was like some concert, you know, CNN was it, doing it, or something? It, it was an attempted, like, uh, concert for New York. Like, hey, New York is back, guys. Uh, and, of course, that concert got canceled because of a storm and lightning. So, I just love the idea. They were and dancing. They're <clears> dancing <throat> while, you know, uh, Americans are struggling, while the price of gas has doubled, while the price of groceries has gone up. While inflation's gone up every month, while Afghanistan's in shambles, and, and Schumer is just dancing it up. I, what I love about this, and it's back to your point earlier, Holmes, about the disconnect with our media in, in middle America. It's like they're not having a party for Tennessee. No. You know, they're not. <laughs> the, uh, our media elite are having a party for New York. Yeah. You enjoying know. The, enjoying themselves. T telling, you, telling you to double and triple mask. And that, you know, the pandemic is resurgent, but but they're going to have a concert, you know, for themselves and high five backstage. Maybe that's why Greg Gutfeld is overtaken Stephen Colbert. Let's on, go. A cable yeah, news host done. is overtaken a network late night host in terms of total audience. Yeah. Shout out to Gut dude King. Absolute King. Yeah, it's a good it's a big move. It's a big move. And we I mean, listen, the wave is coming. You love to see it. The wave is coming. Oh, the uh, the one thing I, I I also would be remiss without mentioning, uh, the uh, on the poll they they polled by uh, you know lawmaker most unpopular elected official in the country, Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, yeah, no, that's <laughs> I, I, yeah, she's 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 toxic again, again, and again, another example. Well, she you, had that fundraiser where like only the servants are wearing masks. And everyone else is having, you know, it's just having a great time in Napa. 10000 a plate. They're like, oh, yes. Well, they make the help wear the masks. I, I think the thing at play here is it's easy for her to be a resistance hero when Donald Trump there is in go. the Oval. 
There you go. But when she has the gavel and Joe Biden's in the White House, suddenly people are like, ah, you know what? Maybe she isn't so good at this job. And everybody measures like the modern day Pelosi image was measured entirely by keeping Democrats resisted to Donald Trump. That is the easiest job in the history of American politics. Right. You know? and it's the easiest job for the media to report. Yeah, you have the entire media being like, my God, Donald Trump is going to launch nukes on day one. I mean, when you've got that, you've got every station in America pushing that message. Right. I mean, she did she did jack shit in order to move anything down the road during that, Pete. You know, like uh, Republicans passed a number of really important inform- reforms, did the Supreme Court, did, did a bunch of stuff. Like she just sat there like a potted plant for four years and said no. The only thing she did was rip up the State of the Union standing behind the president like an absolute psychopath. And our media was like, wow, queen. (laughs) This is the return to norms that we need. Vote Democrat. Vote Democrat. (laughs) Incredible. Incredible. All right. So, guys, listen, this needs a little preface. We have a new game. We do. We have a new game. Um. This was suggested by a minion. It was. I, I give, give a shout out here to Nick Sterling. Uh, Twitter handle is underscore AD East one. Uh, he recommended this. Got to give him the shout out. Great idea. Great yeah. idea. So we're calling it Clain to Fame. Beautiful. Clain to Fame. And what it is, if you've noticed, like Jennifer Rubin is the queen yeah. of all of this. But if you've noticed... In terms of the overall media, there are many members of the liberal media that try to craft their takes and their stories entirely for the receptivity of the White House Chief of Staff, Ron Klain. Yeah, so apparently if you're wondering like what, what this administration is up to, why they're dropping the ball on everything, it's because the White House Chief... Well, number one, Joe Biden's asleep at the wheel. Number two, his White House Chief of Staff is just like... Looking on Twitter for takes, saying that they're doing a good job right. all day to retweet. <laughs> and so the result of that is that, like, you know, all the broken brain people from across Twitter are like, hey, if I have an insane take, I got a shot at, at Ron Klain. <laughs> Just absolute is, thirst for the retweet there, from Ron Klain. The claim to fame. The claim to fame. So, but in, in, the way that we handle things here on the Ruthless Variety program, it's not enough to just sort of appropriate that we got to put our back into it. Yeah. So we came up with a new song. Let's hear it. Don't you know who I am? Remember my name. Clean. Brainworm takes forever. You're going to like my post. Most. I feel engagement forever. Broken brain takes no shame queen hot takes up to 11 saving joe biden from blame queen it's gonna live forever ronnie remember my name remember 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 holy cow <laughs> that is good <laughs> The fame cover. I mean, in terms of like productions that we've done here, Kanye, if you you need help finishing that album, drop on by Ruthless Studios. The Ruthless Writer's Room is really top notch. Something else. And Hollywood End on the execution. Absolute queen. Oh, man. The best part about that is that we were sitting here 
trying to come up with it and, and we're like, hey, can somebody go grab him? She needs to sing this and she did it. <laughs> so Yeah, she answered the call. So our judge NJ, Michael Duncan, explain yeah. the rules. Yeah, so we're gonna do it kind of similar to uh Demer Journo in that I'm going to read four tweets and you have to guess the tweet that Ron Klain did not RT. Okay. The tweet he did not retweet. Jesus is going to be really tough. It's going to be it's tough. It's going to be so telling because I guarantee like the insanity. Like you see the garbage this guy retweets. <laughs> it's not much of a filter. It's, it's like, like the Olympics of bad takes. It's like Johnny Dem 675 yeah. says. And and he's like a na- he's uh, one of these name searchers. <laughs> you know, like he, he has his like search terms. Like if anyone says clean or something, you know, he's out there looking for these takes because you'll have like, you know, uh, against Trump 939 with four followers, but they'll get the wrong claim because they had a radioactive bad he, he, he's He's what they would call a Twitter power user. Yeah, that's He's probably got, true. you know, tweet deck up with his searches, you know? Oh, yeah. And I would say, like, for those who criticized President Trump's use of Twitter, that, like, the President of the United States shouldn't be on Twitter or spending that much time on Twitter, it is far more concerning to have a White House chief of staff who's actually in charge of all of the pieces of a bureaucracy and moving all of the 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 American government in one direction. Like, that's his job, right? The fact that he's on Twitter as much as he is is horrifying. It's incredible. It's horrifying. Horrifying. Okay. Let's, uh, let's get into these. So tweet number one. This is from Joe Walsh. Uh, never Trump Joe Walsh. Guy. I think he tried to run for president, or I don't even know. It was like happened for two weeks. Anyway, here's his tweet. I'm praying that all those who want out can get out, but everyone who isn't in Afghanistan right now should just chill. Take a breath. This is only day two. This is only day two of this evacuation. Let's see how this plays out. And let's pull for and pray for this evacuation to work. Uh, wait, wait. I really hope this is not a retweet. Wait, 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 wait. The idea that Ron Clay could... So Joe Walsh was like one of those absolutely crazy people who ran for Congress and was like, burn it all down off the right side. Insane people who became a leftist during the Trump administration. Right, like the, the the biggest ideological swing of all time, but he's but he's a known he's a known mental health issue. <laughs> the guy is out of his gourd. Right, and so, like this take of his is basically, guys, listen, I know it's a mess. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> that's the plan. But he's a, that's but, the plan. Is that's you know I the show's getting kind of interesting. Let's see what happens. Okay, <laughs> that's the plan. All right, what's two? Okay, number two. From Jennifer Brainworms Rubin. Uh, this is a response, I believe, to some some questions at, at a briefing. What else are we doing to expedite SIVS? That's a special immigration visas. What else are we doing to expedite SIVS? Hmm. Organizing historic airlift, maybe? <laughs> historic that's my favorite somehow getting americans out of harm's way is now historic okay number three this is from 
Joy Reid. Oh, no, <clears throat> like it or not, the vast majority of Americans agree with him, being Biden. The most relevant story now is how our people and our friends get out, including how to unwind the mess of an asylum system and the crap deal with the Taliban that Trump no. left us with. No. <laughs> Unreal. No way. I, I, Wait, they're acting. She I, actually assigned blame on Trump? I, I she see, did. She I, buy managed, that, yeah. I buy that as a claim tweet because this administration has one focus. And it's just like trying to blame oh others. Oh, my God. I buy that one. All oh, right. my God. Okay, what's four? Four. This is from Brooklyn Dad Defiant. He's just... Uh, <laughs> this, he he, he has he has, he has has a blue check mark. I just like to point that out. This guy's like next level, like a Krasenstein. Yeah, he really Somehow is. he got verified. He got verified. President Biden announced that 13,000 people have been evacuated from Afghanistan since August 14th, with many more to go. I stand with our president. American flag emoji. <laughs> this is tough. All these are just garbage. It's a good game. <laughs> this is a good game. Yeah, this is, a, great this is game. a good one. We need to play this more often. This is, oh, man. I, I have my take. Okay, let's hear it. Hold on, hold on. Well, hold on, hold on, give hold on. Me, give me a second. Do you, it's right do you want, now, it's a coin flip. Flag. Yeah. Do, do you want to go first and, and, and Holmes turns? Yeah. So here's my thinking. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk this one out a little. I believe the Jen Rubin, because my prior knowledge is that, like, one of the reasons why, why, why Jen Rubin's brainworm takes have gotten more brainworm, why the worms are going ham, is because she's so thirsty for those Ron Klain retweets. Yeah, that's like, what she writes for. Yeah, so that's a, that's a motivating factor. So I, I buy I buy she got the retweet. Um I'm just stunned because that first take from Joe Walsh is so bad, but like at the same time he's kind of become a resistance hero and I would be like stunned at, at how terrible Clean's <laughs> judgment is if he were to retweet Brooklyn door. Dad. That's the trapdoor right here. You've had correctly identified the yeah, trapdoor. Yeah. Oh uh, man, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with four as being not not retweeted, the Brooklyn Dad. Okay, so smug, smugs in for Brooklyn Dad defiant. So he, here's what I know about Ron Klain, Ruben, Auto, yeah, RT, yeah, yeah. Like it, he probably if there's a setting you could set on your Twitter account to RT everything that comes out of her mouth, he's got it. Does he d- does he follow her? Because I guarantee she like DMs him. She's like, hey, Ron. Oh, dude, Ron, for give sure. this tweet some love. For sure. Oh man. Um, Joy Reid, because of the bubble that they live in, that Ron Klain lives in. Remember, uh-huh. he's done a ton of MSNBC. Yeah, he's on there almost every night. Not that any of us would know, but he's on there almost every night. Incredible. So that seems like an auto thing to me too. Okay. E- even how insane that is, like calling this a Trump deal, seems insane. I also have noticed he does do this weird thing where he retweets like entirely anonymous, like like bizarre. resistance accounts. Yeah, yeah. Like is like somebody said, and particularly when the going gets tough, right? <laughs> when there's absolutely no sane American who can believe that Joe <laughs> Biden's doing a good job with Afghanistan, but some like died in the wool progressive is like, no, this is great. Everything's great. He's like RT. So I say that he did RT the Brooklyn dad. I'm calling Joe Walsh as the no RT. And the reason I'm calling that is because clear mental health issues. I just don't. I think there's a bridge too far. Okay. (laughs) Guys. 
he retweeted Joe Walsh. No! He retweeted Brooklyn Dad Defiant. Wow. No! And he retweeted Joy Reid. No! I baited you. I baited you. I baited you. I baited you with one of the few tweets of Jennifer Rubin that he didn't RT. He didn't get to it. He didn't get to it. Dude, that was good work. I am stunned. (laughs) Oh, my. What a a great, what a great point. (laughs) This is a great game. This is the best game ever. (laughs) That's incredible. This is the best game ever. I think we should sing the song again. Don't you know who I am? Remember my name. Brain. Brainworm takes forever. You're going to like my post. Most. I feel engagement forever. Broken brain takes with no shame. Queen. Hot takes up to 11. Saving Joe Biden from blame. Clean. It's gonna live forever. Ronnie, remember my name. Remember, 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 remember. <laughs> this is the best new thing we've had on yeah, the year I'm in a, a long time. I'm a fan of this game. Huge <laughs> fan of this game. It's so good. Smug, believe it or not, I was worried about our ability to bring high energy after Iowa, I, I think we did it. Yeah, we absolutely nailed it. Outstanding work, gentlemen. <laughs> Great job with the new game. Outstanding work, Duncan. Another banger of an episode. So, until next time, minions, keep the faith, hold the line, and own the libs. We'll see you on Thursday. Stay ruthless.